This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome. In this episode, I want to talk to you about the loss of intimacy that we have in widowhood and how that can link us to having sexual desires. And I know this is something that is really uncomfortable for most of us to talk about. There are so many secondary losses in widowhood. It is not just the loss of our person that we grieve, there's financial loss. We may have to move home. There's becoming a solo parent. There's the loss of a future that we thought we were going to have. There's so much involved in it. And one of the losses is the intimacy. Now that's going to look very different for different people. It might be having a full and active sex life. It might be a kiss goodnight. It might be holding hands whilst walking down the street or just a knowing and loving glance. There's so much in our relationships that are so intimate. We know each other so intimately. And having that connection with someone is so important in life. We are hardwired for connection. We are hardwired for intimacy. It is a human desire. And when our person dies, when we are still living, we are still feeling, we are still breathing. We are still experiencing these needs, these wants, these desires. So I want to talk to you about how that can look for you, opening up the conversation so that maybe you can feel confident enough to talk to somebody else about it, but also normalizing what you're feeling. It's so important in our grieving journey that we understand that everything that we feel is natural. It may not be talked about a lot. It may not be something that people openly share because there's a level of of shame around it. But we all have the desire to be touched, to be held, to be loved and nurtured in all those little ways that are important to us. So I want to normalize these feelings because there can be a lot of conflict around them. There can be some shame Because how can we still be having these feelings when our person is no longer here? What does that mean? And again, we attach this meaning to them. There could be doubt that you may never experience that intimacy with somebody else again. The thought of being intimate with somebody else again can send shivers down your spine for various reasons. We're not used to it. If we've been with somebody for a long time, there's that comfort, there's that knowing There's just years of being together, which makes you feel safe. And the thought of being intimate with someone else makes us feel very unsafe, very insecure. Will we be rejected based on things that we know our person accepted about us and loved about us anyway? And the thought of being with someone else, as much as sometimes that may feel a little bit exciting, that may feel like something you would like to explore, Will it be as meaningful as it was with your person? How can you find space in your heart for somebody else to be intimate with, yet still love and grieve your person? 
surely if I'm going to do that, I've got to be over my grief. I've got to be through the other side of it and healed and cured of all of the sadness. And it's just not true. We learn to make space for love, for our person, for attraction to somebody else, for desires, for intimacy, for all of it. There's room in our hearts for it all. Wanting intimacy, craving touch from somebody doesn't minimize or diminish your loss in any way. It doesn't take anything away from you. It certainly doesn't stop you loving, missing, and grieving your person. And this is the thing with grief. It's really learning that we have to make space in our hearts for a lot of opposing feelings and emotions. And that's weird for us because we can get funneled into this belief that there's only room for one thing in our hearts, for one person. And to make room for more means we have to minimize the love for the person that we've lost. And again, it's simply, simply not true, but it can be very, very confusing for us. And we can feel a lot of guilt for wanting to maybe explore intimacy with someone else. We feel like maybe we're betraying our person. If you've been with somebody for a long time, you know, you've been married. When they die, it's very hard to adapt to feeling that you are no longer married that you are no longer in a relationship with somebody because our head logically knows this. However, our heart isn't quite there yet. Our heart is still deeply attached to our person and moving through those feelings and getting closer to the acceptance of being you on your own, no longer in a relationship, no longer married takes a lot of time. But through that process, through that acceptance of your reality, there may still be desires and wants and needs that come up for you. But that can make us feel guilty. It's important to acknowledge that should you meet somebody else, should you find someone that is able to give you those moments of intimacy to meet those desires, that they fully understand your situation and know that you still have a lot of love in your heart for your person. And it's making space for both of those things, finding somebody that can still honor that part of your life and embrace it as part of who you are. There's also the area of regret. When we lose our life partner, we can feel regret around the intimacy in the relationship we had with them. Was it fulfilling enough? Did we give them enough? Did we make the most of the time that we had together? Were they satisfied? Did we deny them of something that they wanted? And these feelings of guilt and regret can really weigh heavy on us. Again, it's important to remember that life wasn't perfect. We don't always feel like being intimate with somebody. That's normal. That's natural. It doesn't mean you don't love someone. It's life. And looking at what you did do and how your person did feel loved by you, the intimacy that you did have, the little things that you shared together that created 
those special moments between you. We're very quick to focus on what we didn't do, what wasn't quite good enough, rather than looking at everything that that we did have. Sometimes when we feel like this in grief, it's very easy to want to go out and fill that void. We want to maybe find someone that can meet those desires that we have. We think it might help us. We think it might cure us of our grief, of our pain. And to some extent, maybe it will offer us some escapism, some distraction, a feeling of being held, of being loved, of being close to someone, of being connected to someone. And that can be helpful to us in our grief. You're not a bad person. You're not being disloyal. You're not getting it all wrong. If that's what you choose to do in your journey, know that it is a human desire to have these needs met, to want to feel connected to someone. And often even more so when we're grieving because we feel even more disconnected and even more lonely in the world. So sometimes that pull is even greater. It's just being consciously aware of what it is you need and being honest with yourself about what that looks like for you and really leaning into how these actions, these behaviors maybe are making you feel. Because sometimes in the moment, meeting these needs, leaning into these desires, it can be exciting. It can be enthralling. It can give you a moment of joy. But how do you feel after an hour? How do you feel after 12 hours? How do you feel the next day? And if it's something that actually is adding to your suffering, is maybe making you feel worse and layering your grief with more discomfort, maybe it's not the answer. That doesn't mean you did anything wrong. Just means you're figuring it all out as you go. There are other ways that we can feel intimate with people. Surrounding ourselves with people that can really support us, that can really make us feel loved and cherished and safe and supported. If we're spending a lot of time with people that make us feel judged, criticized, unsupported, unloved, we're going to feel very deeply disconnected from everyone. So create meaningful connections with those people around you. It doesn't always have to be a romantic connection that we create with someone to help us feel like we have that intimacy with someone. A cuddle, somebody just wrapping their arms around you on the sofa whilst you watch some TV. All of those things can make us feel more connected. Going for massages, having some reflexology, something where somebody is touching you. And again, not in a romantic way, but just that feeling of somebody touching your skin, nurturing you, nourishing you, can be incredibly fulfilling and incredibly healing and really good for us in our grieving journey. So take note of how you're feeling. Think about what you would like to do with that. Be intentional with your actions. If you want to go out and find somebody to be intimate with, to have sex with, then that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Just be aware of what you're doing. And if you feel like you're doing it as a means of escapism and avoidance, that's okay too, but we don't want it to make us feel worse in the long term. Enrich those connections you have with the people around you that love you, that care for you, and pamper yourself. Go out there and arrange a therapy that will nourish you 
and help you feel a little bit more connected. Please do share this if you know any other widows, because I know this is a conversation that is often avoided. We don't feel like we can talk about, and we have a lot of confusing feelings and emotions around this subject. Let's open it up a bit, share it with a friend, and maybe that will prompt them to open up to you and you'll be able to have a conversation about all of your wants, needs, and desires. Thank you so much for listening to The Widow Podcast with me, Karen Sutton. If you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief, come and join my free Facebook group, Widowed and Rising. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Widow Podcast. Podcast.